Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, I'm Yashodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. Hello, my planter family. Welcome to another episode of the Planter Podcast. If this is your first time listening, hello, welcome. I'm the host, Damian Shodi, and it is such a pleasure to be speaking with you this week. I hope your week is off to a great start and you are just killing the game. And this podcast episode is definitely going to help you out in regards to help propelling you forward. We're going to be talking about the importance of preparation, how your process is developing you, Lord. I know I'm sure all of y'all or most of you have seen things about process and preparation and this, that, and other. It's that season. I really feel that God is calling a lot of us to kind of step out and do some things that we're not comfortable with and it's making us uncomfortable, you know, but there is definitely a reward or, you know, satisfaction on the other side as we continue to go through this process. But I'm not the only one who's going to be speaking about this this week. I have an amazing guest and her name is Amber Latrice. Guys, Amber is, (laughs) she's such a heaven sent. So let's, let me tell you about Amber. So Amber attended Tuskegee University, where she completed her bachelor's in physics, got that physics. Upon graduation from Tuskegee University, she was selected to join Operations Management Leadership Program at General Electric. At GE, she worked in logistics, sourcing, and inventory management. Amber's first humanitarian trip was dedicated to serving in South Africa townships of Ocean View, and ministering to children and youth, serving those who who were impacted by HIV and AIDS and assisting with the vision clinic. So four years after working with General Electric, she chose to transition to full-time ministry. After transitioning out of corporate America, Amber published her first book, Letters to a Younger Me, and founded the Freedom Outreach Ministry, Jeans, Tea, and Me Ministries. In 2016, she spent six months serving young girls in the sex industry and sex trafficking in Ethiopia. This year, she has served in both Vietnam and Australia in multiple capacities. And after serving overseas, she's returned home to assist individuals impacted by the hurricanes and wildfires in the United States. Let's just start there. Let's just unpack that. Um, Yeah, no, this is somebody who I like, guys... It was such an honor to speak with such an amazing human being like this and to hear her story. But let me tell you, she is fulfilled in her work and just doing things unto the Lord. So she is the perfect person to speak about the importance of preparation, right? So there's going to be three things you're going to get from this. The first thing is your process is developing your character. Through our conversation, you're definitely going to see how Amber's character has developed over time. Second, If you're called to do something, you will be sustained. So I said, if you're called to do it, you will be sustained. 
So God has been providing for Amber along the way from leaving her corporate America job to now serving in full-time ministry. God has definitely sustained her through all of those areas in her life. And the third thing is nothing is going to waste. One thing I asked Amber was, did she ever, did she feel that her degree in physics um, was a waste and working those years in corporate America, were they a waste? And you're going to hear what she says about that. But obviously it's a no because I said nothing is going to waste. So Guys, you're going to be so blessed with this episode. I promise you, I was blessed. I even had to tell her how blessed I was. And it's I, I really feel like it's going to help a lot of you. And it's really and it's really helped me to, to understand where I am in my life right now. Last thing, last order of business. If you have not subscribed to the Planter Podcast, hello. Welcome. You got to become part of the Planter family. All you have to do as you're listening is press the subscribe button. And also, if you want to share, share the podcast with others, especially this particular episode. I know a lot of us, especially millennials, are in this season. So please subscribe to the podcast and share. And it's all going to be a good time. The episode is coming up now. Thank you so much, Amber, for coming on the show. Um, can you please tell us who you are and what you do? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Amber Latrice Smith, and I am an, a missionary and entrepreneur, a multi-hyphenate creative. I write, direct, produce, and an all-around global encourager. Awesomeness. And I know we're going to dive more into exactly what you do and what led you to where you are now. So kind of give us, you know, a background about where you were originally, since we're talking about the importance of preparation and how this process is developing you. I kind of want to see, like, before you became a missionary and entrepreneur, what were your goals prior? And, you know, what did you envision yourself doing in your career? Man, so my goals prior to uh, where I am now was definitely to be a corporate manager, senior level, executive level, maybe even running the company. My background is in physics. I attended Tuskegee University. And upon graduation, I went into a leadership program with General Electric Company. And with that program, I did four different jobs in four different locations in four of GE's internal businesses and moved every six months um, for two years and then rolled off in Houston. And after that, I just knew I was just going to be in a projection to on a projection um, to the top and be a part of that high-level management group at the company and God had different plans but uh, as you said there's always purpose in the process so there's definitely skills and things that I can connect to everything I learned during that time and wow okay because yeah we're gonna get to what you're doing now I, I think when you first told me, like, what you were doing, like, first of all, why physics? I, because I, I, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 
physics came naturally to me. Uh, my parents are both scientists. Um, I tended to excel in mathematics. And when I originally went into Tuskegee, I was a double major with electrical engineering and physics. And I finished my physics degree first and was at a job fair and was informed that I could apply for this leadership program that would allow me to be able to travel and get all these different experiences. So I applied and they accepted me with my physics degree, even though it was an engineering program. Wow. Okay. I understand now. <laughs> I understand. Because <laughs> girl, me and physics do not get along. <laughs> A lot of people tell that story. <laughs> but you know, I, and, and people like look at me crazy when I say it came naturally, but it but it really but it did. did. It was such a God thing. It's okay. I, I completely understand. <laughs> On a different level, but I understand. I get you. I get you. <laughs> so you mentioned that you are doing um, full-time ministry. So when did you begin to feel that like you were being led into that air, into that arena? Man, so... In 2014, I went on my first mission trip and we went to South Africa and did a bunch of amazing work in the townships, the colored township of Ocean View and the black township of Masafumalele. A lot of people don't understand that a lot of the effects of apartheid are still going on even now. Um, and so we did some amazing work and got to know some amazing people in those townships. And I had the most amazing time for two weeks. And I came back and had a different outlook on the world. And I just needed to inform the Lord, like, hey, Lord, just so you know, you have not called me to be a full-time missionary. And as we know now, I absolutely <laughs> <Okay>. had. <laughs> He absolutely had. And I guess uh -huh. on some level, I knew he was calling me to it mm -hmm. because if I felt the need to inform him that he wasn't, <laughs> on some level, I knew that he was. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, so I went back to work in, like after my trip in 2014, went back to work. And in 2015, he started urging me, really instructing me to leave my job. And he would say, Amber, it's time for you to leave the job. And I would say, Lord, I'm not going anywhere. And we would go through this cycle. He was like, okay, you're not going to leave. My job became horrible. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is about Jonah. And that's because I've absolutely been through Jonah seasons. And that's basically what happened. Everything in work completely turned upside down. And during that time, my my attitude and my speech kind of began to reflect my environment. Like Jonah in the belly of the well or the fish, I could only imagine what that stench was like and my environment began to sink in. Because I was so immersed in the environment, I began to carry the sin as well. And I just wasn't a great person, definitely wasn't the person that God created me to be. 
and, and I was miserable. So when he finally gave me the opportunity to again, be obedient by saying, Amber, it's time to leave. I was like, all right, Lord, I'm ready. Whatever you want to do. Like I'm out. I'm out. And um, after that time, because I had kind of gotten to this space where I was so like cynical, he um, he had to kind of restore and renew me. Not even kind of. He had to restore and renew me. And I went through what I call my repair phase. And I call it my repair phase because anytime an appliance is broken, it has to return to the manufacturer in order to be repaired and re-released to be used in accordance to what it was created for. So I went through my repair phase and after my repair phase, he informed me that I was going to be moving to Africa and that that was going to be my full time call to missions, um, serving in missions and then also helping other people to understand missions and get the opportunity to serve. That's deep. Girl, I was sitting here like, ooh. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, first of all, I want to say, I, I want to ask you, because maybe I'm in my repair phase too. What did that look like to you? What was that? Man, so that repair phase, I am such a person that is always running. I'm always running at 150 miles an hour. Um, when I was at work, when I talked to you about the OMLP program, the operations management leadership program that I came through, we basically had to complete a year's worth of work in six months. So every rotation, it was intense hours. It was constantly going, which worked for me. Uh, so when I got to the space of going through this repair phase, it looked like resting. And that was hard for me. Like being in this space where I'm not doing, I'm not going, where I don't have a cause. Like that was really difficult for me. It looked like simply getting before God, spending time in the word, spending time in prayer, worshiping and truly resting and being replenished and restored and renewed. Oh my gosh. So I'm relating on so many levels because, girl, I feel like that's that's me right now. And maybe some other people can relate to that because I don't know how to rest. Funny enough for Mm. me, I just go, but I never feel that it's enough, right? I've come to the understanding Mm -hmm. in this phase that I'm in right now that I have worked hard but I never felt that it was ever enough I felt that I could always do more right so now I'm put in a place where I don't really have the opportunity to work as much as I used to you know or I don't have as many pressures on my back as much as I used to so it's hard Mm -hmm. dang I can relate to you on that for real it girl yeah I just (laughs) I just wanted to make that point because I was like, yeah, okay. So I'm not, basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not in the wrong place. Okay. Uh, But what we have to do is we have to learn how to rest and get replenished in his presence. Yeah. Because when he does give us more and more and more and more, we still have to have the basis for the energy 
to do the more and more and more. And if that basis is not in him, we'll basically be trying to drive our car with no gas. Exactly. Yeah. One thing that I've adopted in this season is definitely like praying in the morning and reading my word. I used Mm -hmm. to read my word at night, but now I'm like, no, let me really study it. Let me really sit down here and absorb. That's kind of what I'm doing. Even if it's in pure silence, just absorbing the time that God, I've made this time for you. I may or may not doze off sometimes, but hey, I'm back. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) My mind may run. I I mean, different thoughts. And I'm like, how did I get here? Anyways, God, I'm back. We're here, you know? And (laughs) it's it's definitely it's definitely changed me. And I and I feel like just just kind of relate to what you're saying, like, um, yeah, he's kind of uprooting a lot of bad foundations that I've developed over yeah. time. Even though, yes, I've been a prayerful person. I've always read my word. There's, you know, in different circumstances, I've adopted a lot of bad habits. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he's, he, like you said, that foundation, he's making a new foundation so that when I do get more things on my plate, I'm able to handle them. So. Absolutely. I hear you. So. Uh, were you prepared to do what you're doing now? Like, do you feel that, um, you know, when God called you, hey, you're going to do ministry, do you feel a sense of preparedness or like not? I'm, I'm assuming no. Absolutely not. I just, look, man, I just <laughs> wanted to know. Absolutely not. Maybe, you know, you were like, you know what, God, you have built me for this. <laughs> I just knew it when you told me. I don't know. (laughs) Absolutely not. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I left my job in corporate, I left a very nice income with it. So to say that I felt prepared or that I felt even anywhere near financially stable enough to take on what he was telling me, absolutely not. Like, I had no stream of income at the time and God is telling me I'm about to go live in some other country in Africa and I'm like how sway how sway how How? girl yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um and then on top of that just being 100% honest I didn't feel anywhere near spiritually ready but one of the things that I learned that I have learned through my time is that he absolutely has placed everything we need inside of us. I don't know if you have ever played video games or anything like that, but it's kind of like when you, if you like play with a certain character, a lot of times when you get to a certain level, you unlock different attributes and it's attributes that have always been available, but they weren't available for use until you got to that specific level. And that's basically what it's been like in this missions journey and in this spiritual journey in general. When I reach different levels in my faith, I find out that I had tools and gifts available to me that I never even knew. Like, show, like tell us, what certain things did you feel like over time <clears throat> that you felt God showed you that you do have this? What were some things that you noticed? Oh, man, to begin with? prayer mm-hmm. like not even not even in the realm of full-time ministry when I went on my first mission trip 
I did not like to pray out loud. Uh-huh. But when you are over there and there is somebody crying in front of you and they're just seeking help from the Lord, you will surrender and allow him to speak whatever he needs to speak through you. So mm-hmm. even something as simple as prayer was something that I was like, wow. And after I came back from the mission trip, if anybody needed a prayer, I was ready to pray. Being used by like when you go back and you look at the gospels and you look at what Jesus did, when you look at what the disciples did, when you look at the acts of the apostles, a lot of time you look at that and you think, Oh, that's just for that time. But when you're serving in missions, you realize that that time is still now. Mm-hmm. So there I could rattle off a whole list. Got it. Got it. So do you feel that you can connect the dots from all your experiences and how they may have equipped you for your missions now. So from everything that you experienced prior, right, your undergrad and, you know, your job and all those things, can you connect those dots? Like, I see what God was doing here to get me to this point. Or still kind of like, eh, still working, still, still discovering. No, absolutely. I can connect a lot of the dots. I do believe that there's a lot of dots still left to be connected. But even simple corporate skills um, with presenting, learning how to do things in excellence and efficiency, um, all of those things, planning, all of those things have absolutely helped with everything that I'm doing Now, understanding how to work a process, understanding how to set proper deadlines, set proper goals, um, set smart goals, set quantitative goals, and understanding um, the necessity for order. Like, I can go on and on and on and on and on about the skills that I learned, but even more than that, I think what it's been for me is... Even more than that, I think what it's been for me is my life experiences and learning how God has allowed me to go through, truly go through some hard things for the good of his kingdom. Um, We haven't talked about this, but I am actually a suicide attempt survivor. And I found myself in this place of depression where I was done and Going through that process has allowed me to talk to so many people from a place of knowledge, not from a place of what I heard, but from a place of what I know. So there has absolutely been application in every experience of my life, whether it be work related, school related or simply life related. Well, first of all, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, I really appreciate you for being vulnerable and really connecting the dots and seeing that, you know, there was some use to, uh, you know, your past experience and how it's helping you now. Because um, I know maybe one area that somebody could be struggling with and even for myself too, um, where they're at now may not make sense to them or to me. And then you look back at what you've done you're like you don't you don't see how any of you know the hard work that you put into what you were doing before relates to where you are now you know so mm-hmm. yeah that's the reason why I wanted to ask that question if you 
you know, if you could see that, okay, you know what? No, this was not for nothing. And I was actually writing down something that you said that it's not from a place of what I heard. Um, it's from what I know. And, you know, one thing mm-hmm. that I'm learning now is when you are, when you've gone through some serious hard times and you're in a hard season and eventually when you get out of that season, you can relate to people so much better. It gives you such mm-hmm. a, you, you become so mo- more well-rounded because, you know, some people, you know, maybe they go through life and everybody has their degree of struggles. Some people struggle more than others, right? But, you know, somebody who has been through certain things can relate to somebody a lot better, um, especially from a Christian standpoint, because it's so easy to tell somebody, we'll just have more faith. It's so easy mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. say to somebody, if you just had more faith, you would, you'd be in a better place. Oh, if you just prayed more, pray more, pray more, pray more, and you'd be in a better place. But when you've suffered or you've been through pain, you've been through things in your own life, oh, man, it makes it so much easier to relate. So I love that. It's not from a place of what I heard, what I heard but it's from what I know. So I hear you. Absolutely. It also changes the perspective. Um, it also changes the way that you look at, your trials and your tribulations because one of the things that I feel like I've learned is that other people's freedom other people's freedoms are tied up in the trials and tribulations that I go through what I mean by that is that the things that I go, that I go through are not for me the things that I go through are for me to find freedom so that I can help whoever else find freedom down the road so when you adjust your perspective on those trials, on those tribulations, on those hard times to truly being other focused and realizing that you're going through this because God wants to use you to set someone else free. It completely changes the way you look at things. You know, I'm not even, I don't even really have much to say to the end of that. I just really like what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Go Jesus. (laughs) So um, kind of, well, I know, you know, I was going to ask you, do you still see the value of your degree and what you think you're serving now? But you kind of already answered that. So we're not even going to go there. Next question. Okay. <laughs> so how have you seen God? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, you allow me to be so silly. You just allow me to be me. It's great. <laughs> Um, bro you should always be you yeah so you know some people like they're kind of uptight so you're kind of like "Mm, uptight too um so (laughs) but if somebody lets me go there i go there like i'm like all right (laughs) go bro be free man oh goodness (laughs) okay all right so how have you seen god use all your skills and passions to become a blessing to others and then reap a harvest? Wow. What a good question. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So there are a number of ways that I've seen this happen. Um, The one that I'm going to talk about first, there may be others that will be mentioned, but just recently, I taught a three-part series in my amazing young adult group. Shout out to Windsor Village Young Adult Ministry. And 
with that, it was so cool to be able to do thing to to do something that I love, which I love teaching, and to teach about something that I love, which is missions. And when I taught this series, I had no intention of receiving any kind of um, offering or anything like that. I just taught this series because I was literally given the opportunity by the young adult pastor. And at the end of it, they gave me the most beautiful love offering. With that comes a huge financial undertaking of $19,000 just to go. And at the time, most of them probably don't know this, but at the time, I had sent out tons of letters, been turned down by tons of people. I had gone through this process of requesting things, and I had less than $1,000 on the books, less than $1,000. So they provided a love offering, and in a matter of minutes, I went from basically walking in $19,000 faith to only having to walk in $16,000 faith. And the coolest part is the vast majority of the donations came in $5, $10 increments. So wow. it really showed me a couple things. One, the power of us coming together as young people, even though we, a lot of us are young and broke, um, but us coming together for a specific purpose. And it also showed me the kind of, um, the kind of power that we have in the kingdom to bring things to life, as well as reminded me to just continue to trust God, continue to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and that everything else will fall into place. So that's just one specific example of I've got to use my skills and my passions to be a blessing to others and how I've also been able to reap a harvest from that. That is a very powerful um, story and testimony. Um, wow. That's such a blessing. And yeah, I imagine it just gives you that ammunition to just keep going and that you do have, you know, something to offer because sometimes it can be hard kind of walking through life and feeling sometimes like, you know, you're doing this, but you still don't understand the value of what you're doing. But I think when some situations like that happen or, you know, just situations in which people want to honor you kind of remind you that, you know what? No, this is this. I Like I have value and what the gift that God has given me is valuable, yeah. you know, so that's yeah. awesome. And quick note, hold up. Do you go to you go to church with Michelle Lene? Yes. Yeah, because I was like Windsor Village. I was like, I know that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Michelle is so awesome. That's actually one of the things that I'm going to talk about with my upcoming projects. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, she's my girl. Like, she she's awesome. I had her on the podcast she a couple is. months ago. And we text here and there, and yeah, no, I love her. I love her content and her. So you've basically been through a lot of things, and we haven't even gotten to your businesses. Matter of fact, <laughs> like, can we can we talk about that? 
going off a little script, we can. you know, like, I know I had a little <laughs> thing here and a lot, like how I wanted to let this flow, but we didn't even talk about that. So can we talk about that? We can if you want to, but I'm um, here. honestly, we don't, uh, if you want to, we can, but we don't have to let Holy Spirit lead you. If you feel like that's where we're supposed to go, let's go. Yeah. If you don't, because, then we won't. Because I feel like that's also very important because you mentioned it at the beginning, but you know, we mm-hmm. only focus on one aspect of you. So I guess, yeah. how did you get into, you know, you're doing mission, mission trips, you're becoming a full-time missionary, but you're also running mm-hmm. businesses. So what are those businesses? Talk to us. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> what are those? So I currently own a publishing company. Um, it's LTAYM Publishing, where we believe that if you tell your story, you will change a life. And within that, um, I am also an author. Um, and I have two books currently. So um, Letters to a Younger Me is a collection of letters from people across the nation that wrote to their younger selves during a time when they were struggling most providing wisdom, enlightenment and encouragement. That was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful journey to go on with people. And my second book that has come out so far is the ups and downs of Madison Brown, which chronicles the life of Madison Brown, a young middle schooler trying to balance family issues and school bullying. And in the midst of trying to balance that, she comes to a pinnacle moment in her young life that causes her to discover her identity in Christ. And man, okay, so that's the writing piece. I'm also in the process of completing my first scripted podcast series, um, which will be a drama that chronicles the life of a young college student trying to make her way through life while trying to discover her identity. Um, I also have an organization called Jeans TME Ministries, uh, which is essentially a outreach ministry. We serve nationally, and I continue with programs internationally when I'm able to. Um, When I'm over there serving, I definitely work to implement programs within Um, Our beliefs at Jeans TME Ministry, which is uh, that you come as you are with the gifts that you have to do good work for the kingdom. And let's see. Uh, I think that's all that I officially have right now. When I return, I will start taking people on mission trips and consulting with churches. You are just full of life. But (laughs) that's about it. I'm she's, sure I'm forgetting she something. Said that too. Oh my god! Wow, like what you had? That's like what, like three different things you're doing there and doing them all so well. My god, that's why I'm like, there's no way. Yeah, because I was like, there's no way I can leave this podcast without you at least talking about all the amazing things that you're doing. Um, it seems that yeah, you just really want to offer your gifts to help others see the value in themselves and lift them up absolutely absolutely um, so nothing that you've done is de- is in vain at by at all like you know. you know one of my one of my mottos is that i do it for the one mm-hmm. realizing that sometimes the one lives within me 
Um, so Ooh, rewind that back, <laughs> as they say, rewind. <laughs> I just wanted to put, say that in there. <laughs> that is awesome. But it's so it's, true. Like, wow. If you if you focus on doing whatever you're doing with the understanding that there is one person out there that needs to hear it, mm. whether it's this podcast or whatever else you're working on. When we study the word, we learn that heaven rejoices, like rejoices. They have a full out Holy Ghost party for one. Mm. And if that's the focus, if the focus is meeting the need one at a time, both physically and spiritually, then why shouldn't that be our focus? Oh, I was about to go to like as a church today, but I'm gonna <laughs> reel it back in. No, uh, man, you're I'm free. Reel Say it whatever. All the way back in. <laughs> um, but 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 seriously, I mean, yeah. leaves the ninety nine to go after the like. I mean, these dynamics of focusing on one. Yeah. So, if my purpose is to impact the one, then one for 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 one, my expectation will never exceed what is truly done. Like one of the issues that we have in our generation now is that we are so thirsty for likes and reposts and retweet and whatever in this, um, there's this social construct of like immediate gratification and approval that comes through others. Like, if we kind of sat back and remembered that our purpose is to simply do things to impact or change one life, or if we took it to that granular, that granular level or that cellular level, um, I just imagine how much more encouraged we would be. Even though I holistically realized that since I've been doing it for the one, there are many ones. I don't know if any of that made sense, but makes perfect sense. <laughs> she said, but I said it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And it definitely helps put things, especially for me, back into perspective sometimes. Because sometimes you can get, in my case, like just so lost and like, oh my God, like, is somebody listening to any of this? Is somebody, you know, <laughs> being changed? Because, you know, mm. when you're doing a platform, you don't necessarily know if people are actually being changed or, you know, if they don't give you feedback, you don't know. But, yeah. Um, yeah, just keeping it like that, like you said, just so basic that just even for one person um, that yeah. you don't and know then what also, this is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also understanding that, you know what, that one time you stepped out on obedience might have been to remind you of the fact that you need to step out in obedience. It may not have been for anybody else. You may have truly been the one that God was at. Like this, this one is the one that's in you. Mm-hmm. Like this is because you need to remember that you can trust me. Got it. Regardless of what it looks like externally, you have to remember that you can trust me. So, mm. yeah. What are five life lessons that you've learned during your journey, during hmm. this process? Give us your top five <laughs> <laughs> life lessons. Man. <laughs> um, I mean, all, all of uh, 
everything that I'll say is like trusting God, relying on God, believing in God, all that other stuff. That's implied. So that's not going to be included in, in my top five, but that's, that's, that's implied. So, um, the first, the first one that I'll mention is I am enough. That was a really hard lesson. Learning that I am enough simply being me. Like, no if ands, or buts about it. Like, I am absolutely enough. God has given me everything that I need to go out there and do what he's called me to do. And I'm enough simply because he who lives within me is enough. So that was a huge, huge one that um, completely changed my life. Because as long as I'm enough and I remember that I'm enough, I don't have to worry about the spirit of comparison. As long as I'm enough and I realize that I'm enough, I don't have to worry about doubt. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have these thoughts or these things don't happen. But it gives you a basis to come back to when those things do happen. Um, The second one is uh, actually a scripture that my mentor gave me when I first like got serious, got serious again about my faith, um, which is Matthew 633, which in my version says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and don't worry about nothing else uh, because he got everything else. And that was a huge life lesson because it truly reminded me that as long as I keep my eyes on him, as long as I'm focused on what God is calling me to, I don't have to worry about anything else. Like everything else will be handled by him. Like what is there that can't be handled by him? So if I am focused on him, if I'm focused on the kingdom, if I'm focused on being obedient to whatever it is he's instructing me to do, I don't have to worry about anything else. The um, story I just shared about reaping the harvest is a perfect example of that. Like I wasn't planning on getting any kind of assistance for my mission trip through that process. I was truly just seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. I was following what he had instructed me to do, which was teach these classes and, or teach these lessons. And that was my focus. And he took care of everything else. And so that's been very, that's been very important. Um, Third, never stop learning. Um, never stop learning. Never forget that you are always a student. At all times, you're a student. Even when you're a teacher, you are a student. You are never at a place where you can't be taught something new. And what I found with a lot of times this Christian walk, especially if you are operating within institutions, is that Sometimes you have people that are more mature in their spirit and people that are less mature. And sometimes the people that are more mature think that they can't learn anything from the people that are just coming to Christ. And that's not the truth because they have such a fresh perspective on things that a lot of times we have become numb to or we have adjusted to, especially in the church, honestly, especially in the church. Um, So never stop learning has been a huge one. Never get to that place where you are too big or too good to be taught something new or to be willing to be taught at all. Um, number four is uh, love yourself 
again, these are in no certain order, but, um, love yourself. Uh, we are, we are all familiar with, um, the scripture where, um, Jesus tells us that the, that we must love the Lord, our God with all of our heart, all of our soul and all of our mind. And that, that is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, which is equally as important, love your neighbor as yourself. And I think a lot of times where we miss the mark is we can go through and we can love God, but we struggle to love our neighbors because we don't truly love ourselves. And if I don't know how to love me, how am I going to know how to love you? So getting to this space where you can love yourself, like in the midst of your flaws, in the midst of your shortcomings, in the midst of what you deem as inadequacies, which in my personal opinion, every inadequacy is just you being perfectly imperfect. But what we deem as inadequacies, learning to find love in those spaces can completely change your life. And when you get to that space where you love yourself and you get to that space where you accept yourself, you get to that space where you operate freely in your light, you subconsciously absolutely give others permission to the same. And if you guys haven't seen this from Coach Carter, um, I highly encourage you guys to look up the poem, Our Deepest Fear, because it is just absolutely amazing. And if you get to that space where you can learn to allow your light to shine, you will give other people permission to do so. When you get to that space where you truly love yourself and walk authentically in you, unapologetically in you, you will absolutely give other people permission to do so. And I guess the fifth one to kind of just round it out is don't give up. Don't give up. Um, when I was living in Ethiopia, we took a hike up this mountain. And I know people can't see me, but um, I'm not the most in shape person. I mean, we're a little fluffy over here. Uh, so we took this hike up this mountain. And as we were walking, it was getting hard. The air was getting thinner. The hike was steep. It was a super hard hike. And we got to this point where it was just really, really tough. And for most of us in our spiritual journey, when God has called us to do something, we'll hike and we'll hike and we'll hike. And we get to this space that's really, really tough. But just like that hike, I was, when it got the hardest, I was on the brink of something beautiful. When I continued to push and got to the top, the view was amazing. It was beyond. It was heavenly. It was indescribable. And I feel like that is exactly what happens when we're making that spiritual journey, when we're making that spiritual trek, when we're taking that spiritual hike up this mountain to something that God has waiting for us that's just going to be beautiful and amazing and completely indescribable. So a lot of times when it feels like it's getting the hardest, I encourage you, do not give up because you're probably on the brink of breakthrough. So yeah, those are my five. <laughs>
definitely I learned a lot and I'm pretty sure that everybody listening to can take something from what everything that you just said. So thank you. Where do you see yourself in the next two years? Because I know you're about to go on a, on a trip, but where do you see yourself? Um, okay, so man, what am I, where do I see myself in the next two years? So I definitely see myself continuing to create. There's this amazing Christian marketing company in Houston called Yellow Box. And one of their points on their mission statement is that it's impossible not to create when you're connected to the creators. So I can definitely continue to see myself um, operating as a multi-hyphenate creative, whether it be writing, directing, or producing. I'm excited for God, what God has for me in that realm. Outside of that, I am getting ready to go on the world race. So I'll be gone for a year backpacking across Europe, Africa, and Asia, which is going to be very exciting. And when I return from that, I believe that God's going to have me um, doing some consulting and some coaching um, for individuals and churches. That sounds really exciting. Oh, and a bunch more books. (laughs) wow that sounds awesome and really exciting and you're just so full of life by the way i love your expectancy (laughs) your laugh everything about you just gives me life it really does you're like yeah i'm gonna back cross across europe but uh i'm super excited and i'll be back and when i come back i'm gonna write more books like it's just you're just full of life man i'm here for man God is awesome. And there'll definitely be books coming out, preferably while I'm gone. Preferably Uh there'll still be some books coming out while I'm gone and we'll get some devotionals released and some other things I got to place in me. That's so awesome. I just keep saying awesome. I got (laughs) to change up the word. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really enjoying what you're saying. There we go. Oh gosh, don't mind me. I told you, don't get me started. I done told you when you unleash me, I can't be contained. That's awesome, though. That's awesome. Good space to be in. So, if you had one seed to plant, what would it be? Mm -hmm. And this could be a life lesson, it could be information that you feel everybody should know, whatever it is. What is that one seed that you you just want to plant into the world? Um, the one seed that I will plant kind of goes back to my five life life lessons. Um, the first one I mentioned, I am enough. Um, when we look at the story of Adam and Eve, I look at it a little bit differently. Um, because I believe that that's the first, basically the first thing that the serpent said, said to her, um, in that realm was basically like, sweetheart, you're inadequate. You don't have what it takes us, you, you're not enough. So that's why you need to go eat off this tree so you can be enough. So I think that that belief that we are not enough and that space of comparison that we find ourselves in and that space of doubt that we find ourselves in is so rooted in that belief that I am not enough. And I think that that belief just has um, deep roots. And if we can learn to readjust our 
if we can learn to readjust our beliefs and if we can learn to uproot that lie, I think so much would change for us in life. I don't need to compare myself because I'm enough for what God has called me to do in my lane. I don't have to worry about doubt because I am enough because God has given me everything I need. I don't have to worry at all because I'm enough because he who lives in me is enough. So if there was one seed that I could plant that I would prayer, that I would prayerfully hope would become deeply rooted, it would be you are enough. Um, that's such an amazing um, seed. And that's definitely something that I am working on. Um, just we are. growing in that area because, Lord, life sometimes will get <laughs> yeah. you feeling like you just don't qualify or you just, you know, maybe so-and-so has something that you just don't have. So that's definitely something that God has been working on me um, with. Um, and yeah, I appreciate that. And this is my first time doing this question. So yay. It's going to be a recurring <laughs> thing on the planner now. I'm going to ask people that because I feel like, you know, if you just had to be known for one thing that you just wanted the whole earth to know about you, I just, you know, so kudos. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, um, are there any resources that you'd recommend? Um, you know, any books, podcasts, apps, you know, whatever it is that you that you just like everybody should know about these resources and then tell us where we can connect with you okay so um this is going to sound super cliche and super christiany but um are you about to say the bible yeah ah yeah okay yeah gonna like i know that's so cliche but the bible is huge and what an awesome pastor told me one time was when you read the bible read it to learn it yeah read it to live it and mm-hmm. then read it to teach it so if you're reading not only to learn but to learn how to apply it to your life and how to live it it causes you to slow down and take it on a verse by verse level for a lot of us we get like the bible in one year and all this other stuff and we can say that we read these huge we we some people can say they've read the bible cover to cover or we can say that we've read x percent of the bible or whatever and we kind of get past the fact that it's not about quantity it's truly about quality so you may be in romans for months at a time because it's a whole lot in there and it may be a whole lot in there that God is telling you that you need to learn. I have been in the gospels for over a year just learning about the life of Jesus. And even in that, simply learning that in accordance to John 2021, we learned that Jesus is the model and he's calling us to go out into the world just as he did. Um, Learning that simple piece reminds me that I need to know like what he did. And in preparation for me to go out, 
I have to know what it's supposed to look like when I go out. If I don't know what Jesus did, if I don't know his life, how can I know what it means to be sent out just as God sent him out? I don't think I said that right. I think I said Jesus twice. I think you got oh. it. No, you're good, man. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> so it, man, um, so even knowing that Jesus is the model and knowing that godly, that we deserve to do things in a godly manner is important. But if we don't know what it looks like to serve in a godly manner, if we don't know what it looks like to be an ambassador for Christ, if we don't know what it looks like to allow God's light to shine through us because we haven't studied and we haven't prepared, then we're doing everything in vain. So a huge preparation tool is, is honestly, um, is honestly the Bible. And I know that sounds super corny and super Christian and super cliche, but, um, I truly believe it. Um, outside of that, a couple books that really helped me um, one was 21 Laws of Irrefutable Leadership by John Maxwell. And it talks about the importance of understanding who you are as a leader. Because a lot of times when we get into community, when we form teams, we form teams of people that are strong in the same areas that we're strong in, because it's easier to get along with people that always agree with you. So understanding what I'm truly strong in and understanding what I'm weak in and understanding how to properly create community for whatever it is that God wants to do in the kingdom based on those things so that when we walk together in whatever it is we're building for the kingdom, we can walk together unified and strong because where I have divots, they don't so they can fit right in and we become stronger as a team has been um absolutely phenomenal um and the i guess kind of the last thing would be this is kind of some people would say this is random but it's the 16 personality says 16 personalities.com is basically like a cute little myers-briggs test um in the test you find out what your Myers-Briggs information is. So if you're like an introvert, extrovert, if you're like a thinker, a feeler, whatever, it tells you all that stuff about yourself. And then it breaks it down into your strengths and your weaknesses. It goes through how you behave in friendships, how you behave in relationships, and a lot of times reasons for the way that you behave that way, as well as your career paths. Um, that was huge for me. Um, one specific attribute that they talked about that was a weakness is how sensitive we are. Like my, my personality type, I'm an INFJ um, or an advocate on the, is, is the character on the website. But it talked about how sensitive we are. And I never realized that I was a sensitive being, just being real 100% honest. I never realized that I was like kind of sensitive. And it put a lot in perspective for me. And there was just a lot where it talked about friendships, how I I absolutely struggle with like surface level friendships. I desire to go deep, quick, like 
let's go ahead and find out what our deepest secrets are and put them on the table now so we can decide if we want to be friends now before we get too invested. Um, so like it was really interesting just kind of learning that about myself. So I would say definitely the Bible, 21 Laws of Irrefutable Leadership by John Maxwell and 16personalities.com. Um, during this time of transitional preparation, um, it just becomes so important to know yourself and to be self-aware in every situation so that you can go forth in whatever your next season is and operate in excellence and efficiency. Um, outside of that, how to connect with me. Um, <laughs> all of my information can be found at amberlatrice.com. That is A-M-B-E-R-L-A-T-R-E-C-E.com. If you have heard about my missions and you want to connect with me and partner with me in prayer and in finance, um, all donations are five, uh, our donations are tax refundable and my blog and the donation link can be found at ambersmith.theworldrace.org. All right. I will definitely link everything in the, um, show notes. Amber. Awesome. This has been fun. Honestly, I haven't laughed as much on my podcast ever. <laughs> But this, uh, it was so refreshing, and I, I really did enjoy it. I thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh man, thanks you. for having me. Thank you, are, you so much for having me. You are so welcome. So, all right, guys, that is the end of the episode. Speak to you all on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the planter podcast if you are absolutely loving the content that the planter is creating well go ahead and subscribe to the planter on itunes for more updates and staying connected with me you can also subscribe to the planter at theplanter.com so that's t-h-e-p-l-a-n-n-t-e-r.com to become a part of our community uh, you can find us on facebook at the planter community to stay connected with like-minded individuals who are trying to grow just like you and you can find The Planter on all social media handles at The Planter. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you on the next episode.